All right, podcast, I'm in a bit of a roll here. Um, here's another episode dropping hot for you, this time with Matty Vargas. It's a bit of a follow-up to the one that was recorded this time last year in Arica. Um, this interview with Matty took place in Brazil during the waiting period for the Itacoatiara Pro, which turned out to have zero waves until the very last minute. Interesting event. Uh, yeah, pretty tough times. But um, Matty and I talk a little bit about what's been going on for him, um, a bit of a background about his first experiences in Brazil, why it's such a rad place. And yeah, it's Manny Vargas, so it's always cool. Enjoy. And once again, dear La Boogie podcast viewers, lovers of all things bodyboarding, uh, I'm recording this on a GoPro again. Kind of worked last time with Terry McKenna. You've just been watching that episode. I'm sure you loved it. This time, I got this familiar character back again for his second dose of podcast love. And it's a bit of podcast love between us. We're both podcasters. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of your work. Yeah. And um, I don't know, maybe you're a fan of mine. I don't really know. I can ask you that question. <laughs> Dare yes. I ask yes, that question? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but it's really nice to catch up again and chat. Yeah. Because probably enough some noises started just as we <laughs> recorded. Exactly. We asked the, we asked the crew to turn down some things but I think we'll be alright these these mics are pretty close to our mouths yeah and it looks like he's going to be winding down that thing for is, a while is he just winding down something winding up look how slow look how slow winding up slowly but um, right. we're here in Brazil and last time we spoke we were in Arica Chile that's yes. where we last spoke and we were actually in a really noisy cafe that time as well. <laughs> yes hopefully the viewer is or listener listener and viewer is used to this type of uh uh, production challenge yeah. that we like to bring, but um, it's great to sit down with you. It's great to share a beer or yeah. have a beer with you. So let's cheers. cheers! Cheers! Good health. I think that's my seventh beer today. Oh, good on you! Yeah. It's a Sunday though. Yeah. But it's not the only thing you've done today. What else have you done today here in Itacoatiara? <clears throat> well, <coughs> knowing that uh, I had to burn off a shitload of calories because mm. we went to the buffet last night. Yeah. Uh, somebody got the all-you-can-eat pizza for $10. All-you-can-eat pizza for $10? Yeah. And I had the buffet. So okay. every time they got pizza, I ate some of their pizza. Uh-huh. And I ate some of my buffet. Are oh, you smashing it. So I ate so much last night. And that was after drinking like five beers here at the same place. Yeah, he'd had a couple when I saw you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, a, I don't drink this much beer that much uh, <laughs> at home. But when I'm here with friends and you know, it's just beautiful here. You're Man, on you the beach. a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, no. Uh, so yeah, woke up, uh, got a swim in. Uh, of course, the waves are small. We're all waiting for the waves to show up here in the Conchata. Yep. But um, got a swim in, put on the shoes, went up Costal, 20 minutes by the way. Costal is the big mountain that we can see. Well, we can't see it right now because it's dark, but um, yeah. it's the big one at the end of Itacoatiari where you see so many Instagram photos looking out over the beach below. Yeah, it's one of the, I don't want to say it's easy, it's just long, but it's one of those uh, um, obtainable views that if you take your time, it's pretty freaking amazing. It is. It's hard though in a couple of spots. It is, no, but if you take your time. Yeah, but it's kind of like scary though. Yeah, no, there's people, you, you know where those spots are because people are stopped and crawling on their ass yeah, yeah, down exactly, or, yeah. or taking their time up. But um, but no, I mean, I think it's pretty attainable for anybody to go up there and you can, yeah. you can actually see over into Rio and yeah, 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 down stunning. into Itacochada. So did that, um, got home and uh, worked a little bit and then uh, took a nap. Next thing I know, I'm having a beer with a friend here at the bar and went home and hung out with some friends and now here we are sitting down at this bar again. This bar again. Yeah. Which one's this one? Noi. Noi. This is like, a, and I think they're a brewery, right? They're a brewery and I think that brewery sponsors this or yeah. probably owns it, I don't know. But it's pretty cool because you have a bunch of these. beers cool. and stuff. Yeah. This is it. This is the the Vice and you have the. the Pilsner. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've been coming here for a 
while now, right? Like, yeah. how many trips does this do to catch Quachara? To tell you the truth, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> but I know in So that, many times. No, 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 uh, maybe four or five. Four or five. But my first trip here was, uh, I got to stay with Paulo Barcelos on the other side of Rio. Oh yeah. Um, I want to say it's Bada da Juca. Oh yeah. And it was uh, my first experience with Brazil. And it was funny because uh, three days in, in his little community, there's a full on awesome, massive parade oh. right through his uh, complex, like okay. right through that whole thing. And the I got down there closer and we went down there and it was a full on parade for transvestites. Like they were the center. <laughs> they were the center not, of the not whole. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but, the, but they were. But this is interesting. It was pretty amazing okay. actually. Because yeah. it was like a carnival. It was like carnival. Carnival for transvestites. Yes. Cool. And it was in his complex. And um, it was, that was my first like experience of carnival. In and that. transvestites maybe in a large uh, group at one time? Well, no, I grew up in a small town in Imperial Beach, so transvestites, not saying we're common, but if you wanted to drive 25 minutes, it was, it's the gay capital of oh, Southern is. California. Oh, I didn't know this. So yeah, okay. Hill, Hillcrest. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, so. So not unfamiliar with some um, gender sexuality <laughs> yeah, differences no. in your life? No, 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 no. Okay, so, cool. But so you, were, you weren't shocked and just kind of like, Sitting in your room praying no, no, no. for their sins and <laughs> no. stuff like that. No, okay, I was cool. I was more amazed than anything. Yeah, I would be. I, I was like, whoa. Rad. So no, it was pretty cool. <laughs> but then <laughs> But hey, welcome to Brazil. Yeah. The tour started back up and then Ita Quachada was on the map. Yeah. And um, yeah, each time I come here, I'm like, okay, I gotta figure out how to stay here for at least a month. Yeah. And uh, and soak it all in because coming in here for a couple weeks at a time. I feel like I don't get enough. Yeah, sure. It's pretty amazing. Sure. Yeah. For me too, I mean, this is my second trip here to Brazil. It was always somewhere, it was never anywhere that I really had on my radar. Yeah. I don't know why. Just never really had a great urge to come here. Yeah. But you know, now, when I'm here, and, and particularly this beach, I mean, even though, like shit, it is like, I said this the last time I came here two years ago, it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Or it's up there, like actually, the north of Norway is probably the most beautiful place I've ever seen with my own eyes. But this is like a very uniquely beautiful place. Um, yeah. The only, you know, the only downside to it is like the impact of humans on it. Yeah. The natural beauty is just outstanding. Yeah. The Bay of Rio, you know, the Guanabara Bay is just like, you can imagine the the conquistadors or whoever sailed here first and saw this yeah i think they thought it was the garden of eden right like when they when they rocked up they were just like we found it yeah and like i can imagine like this place would just been lush no you're right it, i mean uh i think there's a story folklore that back in this corners uh the fountain of youth oh okay yeah so that was here too yeah and you know the the indigenous people back in the day never grew old it was it's one of those stories but I mean, you have this beautiful place less than an hour away from a metropolis of Rio yeah. de Janeiro. Yeah, so, cool. of course, you're going to have, you know, the, we went we went picking up trash this morning. We did that. And there's 20 people, 25 people, 25 of us. And just one walk up and down the beach filled up most of the bags. bags. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a shame, you know. It's um, the education here obviously isn't uh, geared to that yet, mm -hmm. although there are some uh, projects that we saw. We saw one project here yep. where they were teaching the kids, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the beautiful things of the ocean, here's what's messing it up. Yeah. So they're, they're educating slowly but surely. Um, but no, I agree, this is uh, to me probably one of the most beautiful beaches on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. White sand, warm water, Trails galore. Yeah, just in this trails, yeah, this just in this area, mm. and um, you know it's one of my favorite parts. I hate to say is you can camp out on the beach and you don't have to leave. Yeah. There's vendors yeah, yeah, up yeah. and down the beach selling these delicious sandwiches, these pastries. They got juice. They got beer. They got everything. You yeah. don't have to leave. Yeah, it's totally. pretty cool. Where I'm from. You have to get up out of your chair, you gotta get off of the beach, go to a restaurant or something yeah, off yeah. of the beach. But here, you set up camp and you're golden. Maybe even lose your spot. Uh, or you, you oh, keep yeah. your chair there. Yeah, you keep your chair there. Yeah, cool. yeah. 
Um, well, we're here. We're hoping to wrap up this Itacoatiara Pro uh, within the coming days. And I mean, you're here in the capacity of um, commentary team plus yeah. stacked yes. expert. Yeah. Um, maybe we didn't really touch on stacked in our last interview so much, but like, what's what's that all about? And, and let's let's actually dive into that for a second so yeah. that the viewer can actually understand what's going on there. Like, what what is stacked? How did you get involved with it? Well, it all started, we, we, our team started with uh, you writing yeah. the video game. And um, the corporate company came in and said, hey, this thing's making money. I want to make sure I have most of the shares. And this is, this is me. I, I'm not... Don't, this is your story. This is my, this is my what I think what happened. This is a podcast. Yeah. It's your story. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, he came in, bought up most of the shares, and most of us would have been left without a job. But... The, the guy at the helm, Mike Jagat, said, you know what, let's, let's stick the team together, keep the team together, and create something else. Yep. Uh, he, of course, is the creator, but uh, he had a team under him to like, get shit done, so stacked. Uh, actually, it was Board Score Board was score. the original uh, name, and it was going to start off as an app of stats and results and all that. And my job was to go reach out to every single surf and bodyboarder organization on the planet and say, hey, we want your uh, contest results mm. from as far back as possible. And I had a few of them that gave me 10, 12 years of Excel files. Crazy. Yeah, they were just handing them over. Crazy. And I was, uh, I was stoked. But somewhere along the line, uh, we all just came to the conclusion of like, why are we asking for it? Why don't we create a scoring system where we create our own data yeah. and we have it? Yeah. So that's where Stacked came in. Cha the name changed to Stacked and the scoring system with the help of the APB tour um, uh, helped develop what it is today. Mm. And it's an end-to-end epic piece of software where if all the competitors uh, were... I love you, like... If, if all, all the of the competitors, <laughs> meaning this is the hard part. Yes, if you were to, if you create or claim your profile in Stacked, you can do everything from the mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. Register, follow the stats, get your results, get your, you know, everything's in there. You, there's going to be a time where, um, where every every rider is going to be able to pull up Stack, mm -hmm. and that's their portfolio. Yeah, sure. All this data, all the yeah, stats. Right links to their pro, uh, social media, everything's in there. Mm. Um, so that's where we're getting to. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not, but um, you know, we're trying to get to the point where we do have the live feed in stacked as well. Yeah, cool. That's, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, so sounds that's- good to me, it makes sense. It, it does make sense. Isn't this already a capability with surfing events though? Have I not noticed that with stacked or not? Or, or not tripping? No. Or they're replays? They're uh, replays. Yeah. So okay. stacked does have a component, uh, a part of it, it's called, uh, uh, replay that the judges use. So there's yeah. another whole camera system production crew inside of the judges area yeah. that will record each wave. And <coughs> once the event's over, all of those files get uploaded. Yeah. And those uh, waves, and we're, we're, we're trying to do that for the APB. Yeah. Where you can go back and see Pierre Louis Costa's 9.5 wave. Sure. And, you know, all of, all of the stats that go with that. Mm. So that's in there. That's a, that's totally available. But um, no, we're we're all stoked. And uh, the beauty of it is an action sports app. Yeah. So now there's like 15 sports in there that sure. we're catering to. Sure. Um, Are you chasing all of these other sports as well? Is that kind of your role? Mine is water. Water. Okay. So you're the water guy. Surf. You're the water boy. Yeah, I'm the water boy. <laughs> but looking for uh, the big or handing out the big jug of water. Yeah. So uh, surfing, bodyboarding, uh, wakeboarding, wake surf, uh, kiteboarding, um, all of that stuff. I'm reaching out to, and sure enough, you know, here and there, the APB World Tour. Uh, there's a couple national tours. There's a, there's a lot of surfing ones mm. that are on board. Uh, the stand-up paddleboard surf world tour uses it. Cool. So there's a there's 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 a pretty good amount of people using it now. So yeah, cool. we're all stoked. Now it's starting to snowball. Now that it's end to end. Yeah. Registration. Sure. Um, if the registration piece is uh, like if if the registration piece is uh, is used by the organizer and tour points from the previous year are attached to those riders. Yeah. 
everything's automatic. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. With um, like this is like a nice little entrepreneurial discussion, and we're we are actually going to get onto some other topics, namely like some of the historic trips for Manny and some yes. of the fun he's had along the way. Because I know a lot of viewers and listeners, oh boy, really like to hear those old, um, really really old, old stories from Manny's <laughs> career. Not that old. Well, actually, it kind of is. If, I think, if you think about it, I mean, it's, uh, what, 2019, mm. and my prime for me was 96. So that's, you know, 20 years. 20, you know, coming up, 25 years. Yeah, I'm just giving it to you because I get shit from George and Wingers about how old I am. Because oh I had my, I don't know if Were they saw. even born in 96? Uh, barely. <laughs> so, yeah. Barely born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of full on. And because I've had a few um, muscular injuries here in... Um, in oh, damn. Uh, Itacoa, I had you? to go to a 35. Okay. Had to go to um, a physio, and uh, I was given a red light, infrared red light, to treat myself with on the affected areas. What does that mean? What does that mean? The infrared light supposedly. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Does something good for your muscles? Yeah. Due to Pedro's wife, lent me a like she's the physio I went to, and she lent me this um, red light. Anyway, my the affected areas are my groin and my right buttock. And um, see, it just cut out again. Sorry, folks. One of those things is a 10 minute rule. Um, so that's the GoPro Which dying. One? Which session is that? Session five. Is that the latest one? Mm, nah. Oh. But anyway, we're back live with the uh, live. We're back on with the video now. But like, yeah, so the affected areas that I'm treating are my bum and my groin. So when I'm putting this red light on myself, I gotta wear my jocks and just have like a, a wedgie <laughs> up one cheek and stuff like that. Oh and I just look like an old guy with problems. Yeah. And um, they've been giving it to me, so. Well, I mean, it. I mean, are you stretching? Are you doing all of that? Yeah, I've been training a lot myself. Like I've been training more than ever. Uh, yeah, I'm fitter than I've ever been. Okay. I think I'm, I'm definitely up there. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I think it was the skimboarding yeah. with Tanner and that. It just uh, something clicked. Yeah. You know, you just do something to mess you up. Yeah. No, I mean it's uh, it's one of those things where if you're gonna if you're gonna bodyboard every single day or as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. That extracurricular stuff, the stretching, the yoga, oh, totally. all, all of that. If if you guys are riding the ways you guys are riding and doing yeah. what you're doing, you need to be at that level. Yeah. Um, totally. At, during my prime. You know, I wasn't hitting the lip. I was, I was looking for the barrel. Yeah. And um, and there's no way I'd be able to survive. You know, those kind of landings uh, because I wasn't doing the yeah. training and the stretching and all that. I was just making sure that we figured out where the next party was. I think uh, I'm definitely not looking for the next party, but I think we know <laughs> from my previous form now on tour that I am a guy who's mostly looking for a barrel to, to get oh. his points so you know I am kind of playing to my age in many ways in this comp in these comps but it's fun I'll probably you know here I, I was really looking forward to some ramps here hopefully we get enough to yeah play around because yeah. it's always fun to fly but yeah yeah landing's a hard part isn't it yeah but anyway so we're going to come to some cool stuff with Manny but let's talk about this entrepreneurial stuff like with developing being in a team like with a stacked team what are some of the like real challenges to like uh, building something like this? Can you give us a bit of a insight into that? Like, what are the stumbling blocks that you see well, along the way? The, the best part about it. See, <coughs> uh, does not. No, oh, no, 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 no. You sure? Yes. Okay. On on mass, Bill's not. <laughs> no. Professional athlete. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part yeah. was um, actually the best part about it is we get to learn things on the fly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people go to school for years to be able to be in the position we're in. Yeah. And here we are learning it yeah. as we're doing it. Yeah. For me, that is like, that's priceless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, so big props to Mike Jagat for letting us do that. Yeah. And he understands we're all learning these new roles. I mean, my role right now is sales. Yep. I mean, I, I don't feel like I'm a salesman. But all I'm doing is saying, hey, this is what we have, and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's yours for this price or whatever. 
Um, I'd uh, buy stuff from you, though. Yeah, well... Yeah, like, I think, like, because you just seem to be telling the truth. Well, and that's that's my thing. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to... Uh, when I sell you... Well, if I'm going to sell you something, I'm going to tell you everything there is about it. The good, the bad, do you need it? Is it a right match? Yeah. If it's not, then, you know what? You keep using your pen yeah, and paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're going to have a national tour and you want to make everything as super easy as possible, not only for the organization, yeah. organizer, the athletes, everybody, and make it automated, this is awesome. This is it. But if you have a one-off contest where you have 20 kids showing up at the beach and nobody's paying to enter, mm. you don't need this. Nah. So, um, uh, but on the other hand, if you are a bodyboard school or surf school, and you're trying to groom these uh, athletes into professional mm. competitors, mm. this is probably the best thing, because mm. you can use this as a tool. Yeah, sure, uh, coaching tools. Coaching tool. Yeah, sure. So you run these mock heats, yeah. you use the priority, you use all of these things that Stacked offers, and then you go to the drawing table afterward and say, yeah. okay, hey, uh, Johnny, in this, in this heat, you had priority. Uh, and your average score was two points. Mm. We gotta work on that. Mm. Uh, hey, Billy, you, your average score during the last five minutes is a, you know, a three. Mm. How do we make that better? So there's these uh, awesome mm. tools that you can use with Stacked. Are they cl closing house? Yeah, but we're, we're staying here until this fucking <laughs> podcast is done. <laughs> we're gonna get through it, we're yeah. gonna get through it. But, uh, but that, for me, that's the best thing, is learning on the fly. Yeah. The toughest thing is uh, taking on more roles than your title says. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> Travis, he's one of our, he's our marketing guy and social media, well, he's our marketing guy, social media guy, and he also does support. Mm. Uh, our, our, Graphics guy, he's strictly graphics, but there's so many graphics, so mm. that's he's full time. He mm. can't do anything else. Mm. Uh, we got Mitch, who is uh, he's pretty much uh, the developer's right hand man, plus support, plus mm. you know he's doing a lot of content management. So he's got a ton of shit. Mike, he he's overload. He's mm. like, oh, I mean, this is his baby, so he's mm. he's clocking in those hours. Mm. And then there's a couple of other guys on the team, but. No, it's uh, it's at this point right now, we're all taking on more than than we should, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. But we all know that the payoff could be there. And this is a team you've described maybe what five or six people in this team. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty tight. It's super tight. Yeah. To do what we're doing. Yeah. With a team of five. Yeah. Is is crazy. Yeah. Uh, because we're all picking up. You know, those loose ends and making sure shit gets done. Yeah. Um, Mike, he's putting in those extra hours over, you know, we all are, over the weekend, at night. Yeah. I mean, I was getting calls, you know, at five in the morning because mm. that's when that guy can do his stacked work. Yeah. Before going to his real job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's like we all we all have to put in that extra time. Mm -hmm. But, um, but... The best part about it is we all, we all have a little piece of the pie. Yeah, sure. So we're going to do whatever we can to be able to get to that point where hopefully somebody like NBC Sports says, yeah. hey, this we want that, here's here's $500 million. Yeah. And then I can buy my house right there across across the street now. Needs a bit of work. Need <laughs> $600 million if you want that one. I think they're less. They're around a million. Around here, here, and those built. ones, those ones up on the hill over there. Yeah, they're special. Those, those are the ones. Yeah, those are the ones. Hey, work hard, be part of a good team in an entrepreneurial role. <laughs> you may just be able to buy one of these. <laughs> but that's the, I mean, that's the goal. But what's your motivation with this type of work? Because like you, you do a lot of things. Like I mean, the other thing you, you're still doing the Baja Weekenders, or you yeah. relaunch those, or whatever. And, yes. And you know, you're here doing this stuff. Um, what's your motivation in work? Uh, Look where we are. Yeah. You know, what other job can say, okay, go ahead and go on the tour and go commentate and go, mm. go be with the, the people that, you know, you enjoy being with. Uh, just make sure you put, <laughs> just make sure most people that you enjoy being with. <laughs> but, uh, but just make sure you get shit done. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that I, I have to admit it's hard locking yeah. yourself in your hotel room for four or five hours knowing that 
eat the cochata is just yeah. packed oh, no, and it's with fun and it's yeah it's a good place to be so uh, and the sun's out weather's perfect but yeah. you know you you have to do it yeah sure so, so it's just balancing things out but the ultimate work life balance thing is your goal in a sense like you you like to work yep you did say it'd be nice to have a nice big exit with stacked in the future and you can buy your million dollar house but yep. to me it actually sounds like you just kind of you, know, you seem to enjoy the process as well well i'm i'm, I'm i have to enjoy it mm. you know i have to enjoy it because I'm able to do that here, you mm. know. I, I like traveling. Yeah. I like riding waves and I like running around in the yeah, mountains. Yeah, yeah. I like all of that to be able to to uh, support that financially, yeah. that lifestyle. Well, yeah, we're gonna spend those extra hours in the morning, lock ourselves in a hotel room for you know hours, and um, and make it happen. Mm. So I just realized. What minute are we on? Let me see. So somewhere around this minute time. Yeah. You have to recalibrate that second clip. Oh, because I didn't recalibrate it the first time. The first time you did. But remember it turned off? Oh, thanks, Manny. There you go. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> but, uh, He's a podcaster and a, video and a content creator as well, so he knows these things. So, no, I... Um, that's it. And Tezza, who's been, you know, who's been, ha who's been living the lifestyle as well. Mm. Um, he's got so many good quotes. Uh, but one of them was, if you love, um, it's not a quote, but essentially he said, if, if you love the lifestyle, you're going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's, I feel like, where I'm at right now. Yeah, sure. So the, the surf trips down to Baja, the podcast, um, and uh, commentating. Mm. You know, it gets me to where I want to be. Yeah. Mexico with the surf group so I can eat tacos and yeah, surf, surf waves sweet. with everybody. Sweet. Uh, the podcast, I get, to, I get to find out about people too, yeah, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, it's great. Um, and the commentating, I just, I just love it. You know, it's exciting. Yeah. You're, you're, you're pretty much just talking about history in the making. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty exciting to see it's that and be a part of that. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool to touch on what you're up to and what you're doing and things like that. So let's now dive into the history, the histories and things like that. And you and I, before we kicked off the podcast, I kind of said to you, hey, you know, like the listeners, the viewers want to hear more, a little bit about kind of like the glory days mm. and all these kind of things. And you mentioned one of the cool things about kind of finding your family in bodyboarding. Yeah. And yeah. so what, what, what do you mean by that? Like and in, in, in your story, what, what does that mean to you, finding your family in bodyboarding? Well, when you when you try... <laughs> He's ready. Just winding things up uh, again here. I think we're all right. Just yeah, go yeah. for it. We'll get this. Um, so, as I was ta uh, telling you earlier, is I came from a small town, Imperial Beach, California, yeah. or claim to fame as the most southwesterly city in the con continental United States. Okay. And um, that's there, a claim. That's a claim. Yeah, yeah cool. That's, right, that's, cool. that's on our Some city. Some people have bigger claims, but this is a claim. That's ours. That's, okay, cool. That's how big our city is. The southwest. The most uh, most southwesterly. The most southwesterly. Um, but I think it's our city's motto. Or not motto, but it's like on the freaking sheet. It's uh, on the sign seal. as you drive in. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> uh, but I came from this small town where there's a handful of us that were able to pull off being that the pro bodyboarder. Yeah. And um, for whatever reason, I was able yeah. to pull that off and get get on <laughs> get on the program of yeah. getting in front of the camera for photo for photos, magazines, videos, whatever, and uh, have sponsors pay. Yeah. And I got to travel, which was yeah. amazing. But um, but I had my group, my crew. Yeah. Like we would. We would all party and then drive into Mexico, which is five minutes away, yeah. and then party into the night. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a, shit. You are about to say something like, I'm not a party guy? I, a party animal. Yeah, but, but it sounds like you were. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't though, because then I would have ate my words. Yeah. I guess I am, I guess I liked having a good time. Yeah, and, nothing wrong with that. And, nothing um, wrong with that. No, but so. Transvestite carnival and partying, nothing wrong with either of no. them. <laughs> so, uh, in my town, yeah. I was, you know, with my crew, but none of them got on that pro, pro program where we yeah. got to travel around together. Uh, one of them did, but he was in and out. Who's and that? Jackie Fisher. 
Jackie Fisher. Yeah, Jackie Fisher. There was actually two pros, Mike Goodman and Mike Conley. Those were like the first guys to make it into the mags out of our little town. Uh -huh. uh, this was like in the first generation. Uh, Jackie Fisher was on their coattails and he was able to go to Puerto Escondido and ride with Howley Reeves and yeah, all of that right. old crew. Sick. Um, and then I came out behind him <coughs> shortly after. Um, and, uh, but that was it. That was in the, you know, early 90s. Yeah, right. And I didn't, I, I was able to go to Hawaii and go to all these places, but by myself. Like, yeah, you're the one guy from your town in Hawaii. Yeah, so, but yeah. then I would meet up like Paul Roach. I'd have a couple friends come out and visit, but um, no, it was mostly, it was just me. And then I found this awesome crew that reminded me of my hometown crew. Sure. And it was the South Africans. Yeah. It was Billy Thiel. It was uh, Hayden Thiel. It was Gordon and Douglas Cockwell. It was Craig. Um, and it was Ian. And there was a whole crew of these guys that made me feel like family. Yeah. Like they, they took me in and we, we partied all night. And didn't we, drive to Mexico though, it wasn't five minutes away there. No, it was the North Shore. So we didn't have to drive <laughs> so anywhere. Drive too. No, we just got on the bus or we rode our bikes to the next party down the road. And uh, But it was awesome because with them, <coughs> we'd go find the parties uh, or have our own parties and people would come to them. Yeah. And then uh, I remember clearly one time, uh, we all were having beers and we all knew why my show break was going to be pumping. Yeah, right. And we kept drinking, and sure enough, one o'clock came around. Like, all right, we got we, we got to wake up and charge. We got to do this. Uh, but before we left, we're like, okay, tomorrow, first one to pull off an El Rolo at YMA show break wins. There was no wins. money. There's no nothing. It was just pride. Yeah. And uh, YMA show break. If you get to the bottom, you're stuck. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say doing a roll is like yeah. unheard of. Almost. But Billy Thiel. I don't know how he snagged away, but he found a wave with a shoulder and he fucking went for it. He hit it and when he was upside down, of course he bailed, but to be able to get to that point yeah, where yeah, like yeah. fucking that night we all had more beers. <laughs> and celebrate. To celebrate. So but but it was that was just like one thing. Another thing we we all knew that, you know, the North Shore, when it's massive, you have to go to the west side or the yeah, east side. Yeah, yeah. You don't go to the east side because there's a lot of sharks, but yeah, right. but if you don't care, you go there and you'll have empty waves to yourself. Yeah. So one time we all rolled in the car and uh, went to the east side and uh, they're like, yeah, it's going off and you can't even, it's like an outer reef. Mm. So we're like, we all loaded up and we all paddled out really close to each other. And as soon as we got closer, next thing we know, it's like, you know, six to eight feet perfect peaks with mm. no one around. Mm. Lefts, rights, and that challenge was, that at that, that session was whoever can drop me the biggest wave wins. And sure enough, like, I remember airdropping backside on this freaking monster and I made it, but you know, that was all it was. I just wanted to get to the shoulder and get out of there. But then I saw freaking, um, fuck, I forgot who it was. Uh, got a bigger one on drop me and I was like, fuck. I can't beat these guys, which was awesome because it was pushing me. And this is without cameras, by the sounds of things. Or did someone swim out with a camera to capture any of this? Oh, we, that was that was not sh shot. That was free surf. Free surfing. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, funny. yeah, we were out there to go surf. Yeah. Um, because we, I mean, we all were getting photos. Yeah. Kiki, Kiki yeah, was our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was like, you know what? Let's go get some waves. Yeah, sure. Um, so that was that was an amazing session. Uh, Kyle Malenko was a really good good friend too. Um, there was a time uh, where Tubes had a house at on the North Shore, mm. and uh, I'm going back backtracking, but because of the biggest drop knee wave. That's right. I think one of my biggest drop knee waves with, was with Kyle Malenko. We freaking caught this one wave at Sunset Sunset Beach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <coughs> I look over. We both dropped in, and I look over, and he's pulling on his leash so hard from keeping his nose from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. purling. And uh, we both got to the bottom, turned, got over to the shoulder and rode it out into the channel. We were, we were just like, holy fuck, that was <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> but uh, Kyle was freaking pretty awesome. 
Mm. But it was a South African, it was Kyle, it was Roach, it was friends that came out, but it was the South African set. What do you think it was about that generation of South Africans that was so special then? Because you seem to, like it's a funny connection, right? Like yeah. guy from the most southwesterly part of California. <laughs> See, I remember this. <laughs> you know, just hooking up with these South Africans and yeah. like, what, what's that all about? Like, how does that happen? And why, what was the attraction to those guys in a sense? I don't know. I think we both freaking, you know, we we came together somehow. I love shore breaks. Yep. <laughs> they love shore break. Yep. And we we're, we were, you know, we were always at the shore break. In yeah, Kiki sure. or Waimea, um, getting photos or just trying to get the biggest wave. I yeah. mean, you see Andre Bota. Yeah. So something's in South Africa was like, they have something where it's like get the biggest barrel yeah whether it's a show break or not yeah um and i was uh me and one other friend in san diego we were all about like uh going finding the big show break barrels too sure. so they had that they had the partying and it just it it, it just clicked mm. so i i became part of that crew and and it was uh it was it was awesome mm. you know so i think it was just these little little things that bring you together and an understanding too mm. and there's a respect too you know there's uh if they stayed with me or i stayed with them there's always you know you just be respectful of the place mm. uh of the people and uh, pretty much the aloha you know mm. you don't have to tell them hey you're gonna take a piss lift a seat up you mm. know you don't have to tell them to do that i they don't have to tell me to do that we are brought up in a in a in households where it's like you know they taught us these things, mm. and I'm sure you probably traveled and you had yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, dude why why are you pissing on the fucking toilet seat you know <laughs> it's it's one of these little things mm. uh, so that you know it was all it was I I, I think we want I want to say we were both brought up in kind of like in the same no because, uh, like. Um, not culture, but same type of uh, upbringing, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So with all these things clicking, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So with this kind of connection there, then, you, like how many years was it you were kind of cruising along with these guys and season by season? Cause that's usually <coughs> how this works, right? Yeah, I think it was like three or four years uh, from like 94 to 97, 98, somewhere around there. Through the peak, peak Manny. Through the peak. Bodyboarding. You, you said peak Manny was like 96, right? Yeah, my prime. The, the prime, prime. The prime. Prime Manny. Um, 96, 90, yeah. 97. Cool. Those, those were the fun so times. So these are the fun times. Yeah. And like when you talk, let's go on the fun times, because like not that he likes to party too much, but like, <laughs> you know, what were some of the funniest party moments on the North Shore? Like what kind of mischief could you really get up to there? I don't know if I told you the story. I don't know if I told it on my podcast, but I'm gonna tell it again because yeah, it's, one, it it's probably one of my favorite yeah, stories. Yeah, go for it, go for it. Um, we're at Alligators in this massive house. Uh, it's on the other side of Waimea Bay. And yeah. uh, we were partying. Yeah. Australians were there. Uh, Which Australians can we implicate in oh, this story? Oh God, I, I'm just gonna throw names out there. If you guys were there, sweet. If you weren't there, then I apologize. <laughs> but- uh, Such a funny disclaimer. Kingy. Um, Epo, Bullet, Nugget. Uh, Nugget would have definitely been there. If yeah, was Nugget a party. was there. Nugget was there. So let's go straight to Nugget. Nugget. So he was there. Uh, and the South Africans. So we we're yeah. all there chilling, uh, partying, drinking, and being respectful. Nobody was being stupid. And, Are but you sure was, Nugget was there then? So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it was early in the night. So um, Nugget was on the couch talking to a couple girls. And uh, somebody comes knocking on the door and they walk in. As, I, I don't know if I let him in or somebody else. Either way, we open the door. The guy, two guys walk in, take two steps in, and uh, they look around and they were local surfer guys from the yeah. North Shore. And they look around and they're like, oh, this is a fucking sponger party. <laughs> and fucking Nugget said, hey, I'll be right back to the girls. Gets up, goes up to the guy and fucking boom. Yeah, right. Knocks him across his chin. And the guy's like, what the fuck? He's like, it's a sponger party. If you don't want to be here, you can beat it. 
and they fucking left. <laughs> Shut the door, Nugget went back, and started talking to those girls again. It so you can confirm this was a Nugget move? Oh, it was a Nugget move. It oh, was, wow. It was fucking amazing. So props to Nugget. Tip, tip of the cap. Yeah, so uh, that, that was one of my favorite parties. It's an unheard of gesture on the North Shore. Um, you know, like to actually throw down add some surfers, you know, like we know what it's like on the North Shore with... <laughs> but they were younger, like, you know, yeah, cool. early 20s, oh, okay. rolling Just, in. They yeah. weren't, it wasn't Kalau or oh, okay. it wasn't the Fast big Eddie, no, it wasn't no. any of those guys, no. But, you know, you didn't know if they knew them or they yeah, were relatives, yeah, exactly. but Nugget didn't care. He was nah. like, well, fuck, you don't have to be here, don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, they left. Cool. Um, but no, another, one other thing, that yeah. one other party. It was the craziest party. It was over by Chun's. Mm. So on the North Shore, if you've never been there, there's one road into Waimea Pipeline and all that, one road out. It's one mm. road, and it's called Cam Highway, Kamehameha mm. Highway. And it's one direction one way, one direction the other way. Mm. So we were at this house party, and it came, it came around 1 or 2 o'clock, so everybody was starting to leave. Yeah. No cops showed up, no nothing. Mm. It was just like, okay, you know what, we should all leave. And... Um, for about an 30 minutes, these two local guys hammered out of mm. a freaking gourd, fought each other like four times. Mm. They like knocked each other out or knocked each other on the ground and then they would get up and hug. Okay. They did that for like a half hour. In the middle of Cam Highway, yeah. stopped traffic on both sides. All the cars got out and were watching. It was fucking, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, right. <coughs> but, um, but that was just like, I was just, I, you know, I was very respectful and I didn't want to freaking cross anybody's line, especially local. So I was like, you know, I wasn't in that first row of people yeah, watching, yeah, I was yeah. in the back row, <laughs> just saying, fuck, oh, this is amazing. This is yeah. uh, but that was like, that, I never seen that happen again, but I'm sure it has. Um, but, you know, the North, the North Shore was, was pretty epic. Mm. And finding the connections with the South Africans and meeting everybody. Um, and I really hope it gets back to that mode where Hawaii becomes like a, a staple again on the tour. It's or, interesting, yeah. But, like, I mean, what you're talking about has nothing to do with the tour, though, does it? You it, were there it, just it, surfing? No, no, or no. Was, it, was it part of yeah. because of that? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. uh, so the, the event happened in late January back then. Yeah. So everybody was there to prepare for that. Sure, okay. And then a few of us stayed two months after that. Yeah. I mean, it was four, four months on the North Shore yeah. um, of just, you know, living. That's and, amazing. Oh, no, it was. That's it was, amazing. Yeah, so yeah. what, you were doing like four month stints. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, I was, I was very lucky and fortunate to be able to team up with uh, one of the best surf photographers. Yeah. Who back then was a bodyboard photographer. Who's who that? also shot photo, uh, surf photos, uh, Jeff Flynn. Ah, uh, yeah, of course, Flynn. Yeah. Big yeah. shout out to Flynn. Yeah. yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, he's in New York. Yeah, he's in Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I was very lucky to be able to befriend him. And yeah, cool. He needed to make money off of photos, and I needed to make money off of photos. And yeah. so we clicked. It was, it was awesome. Yep. Um, so we spent a lot of time together. Yeah, cool. And uh, got work done. And when we didn't have to work, then we'd go have beers. And, yeah, sure. Know. But, um, but you know, just finding that, that crew of people mm. that you can travel with. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you who I would never travel with. But, uh, Save that for the next episode. Yes. So make sure you listen to that. <laughs> uh, but, no, there are a couple people I'm like, were you not taught to, like, you know, make your bed, yeah. throw your trash away, yeah. you know, it's like, wow, it's like they they just skipped over that. Yeah, sure. Or they weren't taught that or whatever. Well, let's talk about, instead of like, let, let's not bitch about the things that people don't have, like what are, the, what are the main characteristics for the ideal travel partners? Yeah. What would you say? Be respectful of where you are, mm. the people, the property, the environment, and the culture. Mm. You know, those are the things that uh, uh, you know, you, you respect the ocean. Mm. You're not going to fucking hit the lip at, you know, <coughs> at freaking front tone at the takeoff. Mm. You're going to look for the ramp down the line. Mm. What I'm saying is you don't disrespect the ocean, so don't respect w when you're on land either. Mm. And um, so, yeah, just that, that's it. Just be respectful. 
meaning don't piss on the floor, freaking piss in the toilet. Pretty um, straightforward, that one. Yeah, but you'll be amazed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, you know, say thank you. Yeah. Say please. Sure. You know, you're in somebody's house. Yeah. You know, you're, people are, like in the youth, in the, in the hotel we're staying, the guys were getting served um, uh, food. And the first first morning, I'm like, hey, do you guys, do you guys, from my, my room, I'm like, hey, do you guys know the name of the guy giving you food right now? Mm. And they're like, no. I'm like, well, you're gonna see him every fucking day for two weeks. You better freaking know his name today. Mm. Mm. And I can hear them like right after that say, hey, what's your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 would eventually get his name. Of course. But it's like, if you give them a little nudge, then they, oh, okay, oh, you know what? This guy's coming to work and serve me. Mm. So maybe I should at least know his name. Mm. It's little things like that, that, you know, I, I, I try to instill in people. It's mm. like, hey, remember, you know, you're, we're, we're all the same. Mm. You know, if somebody comes to your house, you know, are they gonna walk onto your couch with muddy shoes? Mm. You know, don't do that here. So <clears throat> it's, um, it's the respect thing. Mm. Just be respectful. I think for me, it's that's that's number one. There's also like a really big benefit to learning that name in the beginning because it's kind of like this icebreaker that then lets you learn a bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because if you don't learn the first part, it's hard to learn the second and third. Yes. So yeah, and 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 maybe like, do you think it's like the problem might have something to do with? You know, when you go, and I know when I was a Grom, when I went to Hawaii in those first times, you know, I was so focused on and stressed about trying to get the photos and get in the magazine that year and have the big break that you, everybody yeah. wants to get. And you forget about everything else because you're so bloody focused on your yeah. own agenda. Is that is it kind of that one dimensional it could element sometimes? And yeah. then like people forget that I'm traveling the world, like, yeah. I'm in a uniquely, you know, special position yeah. that the, the majority of the world's population never gets to experience yeah. a fraction of what I get to experience, and I'm not learning this guy's name. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this gift. Yeah, and it's 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 uh, it's hard because you mm. are so focused. Yeah, and the blinders are on because mm. you're so focused on that one thing, and I think that's what happened with them. Mm. It's like they're here to win this thing. Yeah. They're here to win this contest because it's very prestigious as you can tell by the surf, <laughs> um, but- when, uh, when it gets here. Yeah. Uh, no, but you're right. It's like they're so zoned in on one thing. It, it's easy to forget the, the simple things. Yeah. And it, uh, for me, I have no problem just giving a little nudge. Hey, mm. you know, just remember, uh, say thank you, uh, say please. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, where if you can get in that zone where you take the blinders off of that focus, you, you'll probably even be become more focused because mm. you're letting that anxiety and all that just, you know, uh, just wash away. And then, and then you can become, become, not become, but be who you are. And if who you are, you could win this thing. Mm. You know, just being who you are back home, just killing it mm. and bringing that here. Yeah, and I think that's, once people get in that zone, like, you're gonna, they're gonna get multiple championships. Mm. Like PLC, you'll, you'll see him say thank mm. you, please, and everything. Yeah, respectful. Yeah, sure. and um, you know, he does, he's not, he's, the blinders aren't on, he knows what he has to do. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, I know I have to do that, but I'm also gonna be aware of everything else. Mm. Oh, shit. Coming, um, coming to the, to the, um, just before we wrap up, because I think we're getting to a good time, and I think they want to shut the bar on us as well. Yeah, we come to a really good time. Um, with that kind of that experience with the the South African crew, this kind of family you kind of grabbed there in, in Hawaii over those seasons, you know, like when was the like? Have you managed to keep in contact with these people over the years? Like, oh, yeah. or, okay, so you've maintained the friendships over these years. Not not all of them. Yeah. Uh, um, like right now, I'm pretty consistently talking with Billy Thiel again. Yeah, cool. Which is awesome, because we jumped right back into it, yeah, and it's sick. like we never skipped a beat. And he's, he's so energetic as he was before. And um, 
and he has all these ideas like he had before. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Milagro, I wish I, I, he, you know, I wish I could talk to him more. Yeah. But Roach, he lives, you know, two miles away from me. Yeah, and we'll, he'll like... come over. We'll have beers at a bar or whatever. Um, and all my my friends back home, which is uh, <clears throat> pretty awesome because this. Uh, the Facebook group Vintage Bodyboard yeah, Collectors. Yeah, 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 sure. So they, 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 Damon and his crew, they started a wildfire of reigniting. Hey, let's bring the crews back together. Yeah. So that's what happened in IB. Yeah. So now, you know, we get to see these old guys that we used to bodyboard with more often than we ever have. Yeah, right. Um, so we've already had a couple, couple meetings. One, one of which uh, we we lost a friend. Oh, okay. But. Uh, he would have been super stoked because yeah. we all got together again. Totally, totally. Um, but, but no. When when there's a word out, hey, we're gonna go get the the bodyboard crew together at this place and you know shoot the shit. Mm. So <clears throat> I do see that those guys again. But uh, I think. Um, Are you just trying to sell them your new board model through cartel at these meetings as well? Like, hey. No, no, no. The podcast. Oh, okay. You're trying to sell <laughs> No, 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 I don't, you know, I don't even do that here, but uh, um, no, I think it's it's good to, to go and reach out to those people that made a difference. Yeah, totally. You know, I'm saying that, but I, when was the last time I reached out to Roach? I mean, um, Maligs, you know, it's been a few years. Yeah. Um, and I think the last question was, hey, when do you want to meet up for this podcast? Cool. Actually, a couple years, yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm sure you. I'm sure people want to hear from him. Yeah. Oh yeah. My goal. You got to video that though, because he'll be wearing something funny. My yeah. Well, I don't know. Or nothing. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I my. I would love to go to Kauai. If I go to Kauai, knock off some freaking epic, epic interviews. Yeah. Uh, or any of the islands. Mm. So I'm thinking about possibly doing that mm. uh, right after. Um, uh, fronton. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I just got there and say hi to everybody. But everybody has got their lives and yeah, work yeah, it's hard. And, yeah. It's hard. But it's um, <coughs> it's an interesting opportunity. I mean, do you feel like the culture, like, you know, uh, with this vintage bodyboarding stuff? I know we touched on this in the last kind of time we yeah. spoke. But do you really like? Is it really building these? Is there a new foundation being built here? Like, do you feel like it's doing that, or do you feel like it's still a little bit too early to tell? Um, well, it's building the relationships. Uh, it's not building. It's uh, reigniting it's those connections. Yeah, re yeah, those okay. connections again. Uh, the people who are making a difference and uh, starting up that foundation that we desperately need are guys like um, Amri Laverne with his Bodyboard Academy. Yeah. Caterina um, Sosa, all the Portuguese bodyboarders that have their schools, Joanna Shanker and they Chico. Crazy stuff. Over you know, there. those guys are. Um, they're they're so um, we need them you know mm. we need them to keep doing what they're doing because without them where are these bodyboarders gonna come from yeah uh, and I'm saying that you know and I don't have a bodyboard school you, you know it's one of those things yeah where, I mean you're doing the podcast you're doing your yeah, thing you know yeah. like we all do our different things yeah but I think um, I think we need them we need we need that foundation we yeah. need the, we need the kids to go out there and know that bodyboarding is available to them. Mm. And, but give them the, real, the realistic thing. It's like, you're gonna have the most fun in the waves on a bodyboard. Mm. If you wanna become world champion, there's some obstacles. Mm. Uh, number one, make sure that world tour is stable and yeah. you know, solid mm. by the time they get to that age. You know, uh, luckily for guys like, you know, whoever's gotten the world tour to this point, they're super stoked. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so I just graduated from this bodyboarding school. What's next? Mm. Europe, so they have a bodyboarding national tour. Um, Chile, they have amazing bodyboard schools and clubs. They have their national tour. Yeah. And we're seeing a shitload of Chileans coming out of there, yeah, yeah, which is amazing. It's, it's amazing. Um, so I think the foundation of having uh, young bodyboarders, kids, Learning about bodyboarders around the world mm. has to be has to be uh, set or continue. So the pathway from that base to the top really isn't still quite well connected, oh, no. is it? No, I mean, I, you ask anybody, it's like yeah. it's um, it's 
right now at this point it's inverted the pyramid yeah, yeah, the py yeah. there's a little bit of found, uh, groms coming up but then you have this teetering of like well there's a shitload of pros who's going to come up after them mm. it's like oh well what are we going to what are we going to do how do we sustain that mm. so it should be inverted where there's a shitload of people wanting to get to the top mm. so i mean we're all we're all we all know that's there what are we all doing to make yeah, that happen yeah. so that's that's the that's the part that's tough totally because you know it's it's time it mm. takes money it takes a lot of things and not a lot of people have that mm. have the time mm. or have the resources to make to build that but it's been like that forever yeah yeah you, yeah. you gotta always work on this yeah things. yeah all right, well, we're coming up to the hour mark. This is a yeah. good one. Um, I think what uh, the final kind of thing is, like, what does the year ahead look like for Manny Vargas? What, what, what are people, how can people kind of connect with you? What are some of the things you're doing yeah, that uh, might be interesting to know about? Well, uh, I fell in love last year, packed my car, moved to Philadelphia, mm. which is a city. Mm. Um, my heart is still in Philadelphia, but I had to come back to San Diego to uh, work on myself. Mm. Um, I have a list of excuses, but it all comes down to me. Yeah, sure. And, and making sure that I'm, I'm okay and confident with myself. Um, with that being said, I sent a message out to Alex Leone mm. and Tezza. Said, hey, 2019, put me on every fucking trip you can or every mm. tour stop you can. Mm. Um, uh, because I don't know how long this train ride's gonna last. Mm. And I, I enjoy it. Mm. So, um, so for sure, I'm gonna try to hit as many tour stops as possible. So yeah. unfortunately, you'll probably see my face more often than not this year. Not terrible. <laughs> um, but when I am home, when I am home, I'm going to uh, continue the the Baja Weekender trips. Yeah, sure. It's a three three day weekend or two day weekend surf trip down to Baja, and those sell out. Uh, you know, as soon as I put them up. <coughs> and, oh, good for you. <laughs> Well, I mean, 300 bucks. Oh, wow. All inclusive. You realize that like in, in capitalism. Yes, no, no, no. When something sells out too quickly, you may want to like yeah. lift the yeah. price and just yeah. see how far you can go. 2020 oh, okay. may change. But Sorry for any new purchases of this product. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. 2020. But that's great. It's great that it's popular. People must really enjoy it. Yeah, no, cool. it's, uh, it's, I mean, I think about it. I'm like, well, it's like going on your own surf trip with your own Sweet. photographer. So Baja Weekenders working, podcasts, um, Boog Life has been doing pretty good. I'm yeah, pretty stoked right. on it. I can put, uh, I should be putting a little bit more time into it. Um, and there's no excuse, you know, but at the same time, I, I have that. Mm. I have the commentating, I have the uh, stacked and the Baja Weekenders. But, um, but I think I would, man, ideally, I think you might agree, if we mm. could do this full time. Yeah, of course. I do, I would do this podcast full time. Oh, could. fuck, me too. Yeah, yeah, me no too. Um, no but brainer. Yeah, yeah. so <coughs> to, make, to make that possible, of course, people have to support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, but uh, that's it. I mean, just being on the tour. Yeah. Uh, keep the podcast rolling and uh, just collecting as much content on mm. these trips as possible. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I do have, uh, like you said, a cartel board. Yeah, he's and, got a board. Yeah. I don't have a board. I'm yeah. on the bloody tour. <laughs> what the fuck's up with that? Well, I mean, no, cartel <laughs> said, hey, Manny, let's, let's bring your board back. Yeah, cool. Uh, what logo do you want? And, I, and I've been driving Volvos for the past, um, I think I've had three in the past, I don't know, 10 years or okay. so. So I'm a, I'm a Volvo fan. Okay. 100%. It's a good Swedish car. So if you see the logo on my okay, board. Okay, all right. I haven't see. actually noticed that, but okay. cool. I'll have a good look. Um, but um, uh, we won't tell Volvo about this though. No, right, there's, we'll just yeah, keep that down there's low. a ten percent, ten percent change okay, cool. in the logo. Ten percent, right, cool. Um, no, but uh, yeah, just it. That's it. Uh, I'll be Sweet. bodyboarding too. Great. Yeah, the waves do pick up. Expect a freaking Some drop in barrel. Yeah. Epic. Everybody's happy about that, right? <laughs> Thank you for another podcast episode. Yeah, no, that's no, cool. No. And I'm, I'm really enjoying the 360 shit too. Yeah, you yeah, are. Be huh? careful. If you pick one up, you're gonna get sucked in because it's so. It's yeah, pretty the cool. 360 video yeah. stuff. Yeah. Cool. There's, are you gonna do a thing of the the beach clean? Is that we gonna make a little clip off that? Or yeah, that's work? tonight. So I'm gonna. Sick. 
<laughs> because they're, it's a 360, there's massive files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a 10 minute uh, clip that just finished. Um, uh, it's about a 10 minute clip. No, it's a 10 minute clip on our hike up to the elephant head. Yeah, yeah. And that was about four gigs. Yeah, right. 360. Yeah, right. But it's it's legit. Epic. So this one, I'm gonna cut it up until like a three minute piece. Sick. And it'll be uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So my goal is to have it up tonight. Cool. Send it over to the guys so they can do whatever they need to do to it. Let's see if Manny can get it up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's that no note. problem. That's no <laughs> problem. I don't need Viagra just yet. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I'm really enjoying the 360. Yeah, and, cool. And I appreciate you taking the time no to sit down with me. No worries. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Thanks, brother. That's another Le Boogie podcast. Thank you, Manny. I'm trying to harass him about doing some pod wars between the two I'm of us. I'm ready. Yeah, we're going to, no, no, we just got to figure it out. But, um, have you, I mean, have you asked your viewers? I haven't really listening? asked them, but like the idea, I guess the idea is kind of like just to like review old stories in mags and like do a bit of research, right? That's kind of okay. what I was thinking. Okay. But um, I figured it's something that we could kind of like get together and talk about like yes. between the two of us yeah. to kind of split the load a little so we can kind of research different aspects. So. You know, for example, if there was a story of Ben Severson and Mike Stewart going somewhere that was in a riptide or a bodyboarding mag from yeah. the past, we could kind of go, okay, let's go and have another look at that story and let, let's try and dig a bit more out of it and yeah. see if we can, you know, bring the listener along on a bit of a journey back in time and okay. find out more than what was there. That'd be epic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because luck gets missed. Yeah. I kind of got the idea from this um, Malcolm Gladwell podcast called Revisionist History. Oh. So he reviews moments in history, and it could be anything. So one that was really cool, everyone here might be interested to check it out, is um, he reviewed, like he looked at like, why did the McDonald's French fry change the recipe from using beef tallow as the fat that they would cook the French fry in oh. to changing it to a vegetable oil um, at one point. And the story goes, and this is like him looking into the history books, it was a, a, a millionaire from, I think, Nebraska who had a heart attack and he blamed cholesterol and he then went on a, a mission to eliminate all cholesterol from the American diet and he just zeroed in on, on the French fries. And then McDonald's just freaked out because this guy started spending millions of dollars to like say, oh. McDonald's is killing you. And, and then they changed the recipe because of this one guy who had a heart attack. Oh my God. Had he not had the heart attack, and if he had not had so much money, maybe the French fries would be even more, well, supposedly these original French fries were just like next level delicious. Oh my God. Yeah. So okay. that, you but know, they'll kill back, you. They'll kill you though. <laughs> but, like, but it'll taste good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just looking back in time, I think um, I think it probably has a little bit to, to do also with um, when I was in high school, I had to review a um, literature piece and um, I did a review of a story that Pat Caldwell wrote for Riptide called Camp Molokai, Ooh. where him and uh, Ben Severson and Mike Stewart went to Molokai <coughs> and they did this trip and, and I actually reviewed that, or like I kind of wrote a, what's the word, like an analysis of that story for Damn. my English class in, um, in high school. So I think I, I think of that a lot, like, because okay. I really picked it apart, and like I looked at different aspects of it and stuff. So yeah. that's what I think we could do. I think we can pull that off. Because all we got to do is just agree on a story, and then we just kind of like do you know, our you know, research. Yeah, we just do a bit more research. Maybe do a couple of interviews each with like the players. Yeah. And then we put it all together and call it a pod war, a pod love maybe. We could maybe call it boogie love. Boogie love. Maybe. Whatever. Right. What do you think? Yeah, listener, set viewer. in the comments, drop, yeah. drop your ideas on what you want to call that. Because I don't look at us as competitors, actually, because, you know, there's two podcasts in bodyboarding. There was somebody there was somebody in the restaurant when you walked over to oh, yeah. Dr. Tez. He's like, I thought you do podcasts. I'm like, yeah, he does. There's so much content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so much content that it's like we can have five. Yeah. We're going to have, but. We tell the but nobody start one. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is yeah. that, you know, right now it's like there's no, it's perfect. Yeah, because uh, guys are frothing, like guys just want to listen to it and girls yeah. and they just want to like enjoy it. And then, you know, once it's over, it's over. So it's kind of like, yeah, there's, we need to keep making more. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. There's one idea. Tell us what you think. Yes. Thank you, Manny Vargas. All right, Josh. Thanks, brother. For another podcast. Thanks for the beer. Oh, yeah. 
I'm gonna go oh, to that. Was I paying? I was I'm going to the party down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Ah, <laughs> uh, Manny Vargas. He's a funny fella. He's a funny fella. And he did, in fact, get up on the knee in the Antofagasta Bodyboard Festival, put in a good show. The crazy bastard was just wearing trunks and a rash vest. So uh, everyone else is wearing four threes. So he's, he's a tough guy too, evidently. Um, the intro that I gave to that podcast did no justice to what actually took place. I just realized so I'm a bit sick, so apologies for that. But um, it, it was really cool to kind of discuss this idea at the end in particular where like, yeah, Manny and I have been talking about ways we can collaborate on the podcast. And um, yeah, we thought we could maybe like find some stories that were written in old magazines and just review the stories and actually like, you know, try and see if there was anything missed in what was written or dive a little, you know, dig in a little bit more with some of the people involved. So if you think it's a good idea, let us know. Um, Manny and I want to try and find a way to work together. So that's fun. And, you know, if you've got any stories that you remember from the magazines and you just want to like know more about what happened or what it was like and, you know, like, and I imagine stuff like when, when Mike and Ben, uh, kind of used to frequent Tahiti and like find out about Chopu in the early days, you know, that would be an interesting thing to do some research on. So, um, so yeah, so let us know. We're, um, we're just trying to, both of us, Manny and I are trying to provide this kind of content to the, to the community and, and yeah, like it's fun for us. We enjoy it. And yeah, so that was another podcast episode. Um, thanks to Manny for sitting down, having a couple of beers and thank you for listening. You legends. The book, 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 the